Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this podcast interview is Craig Lewis paid a severe price for happiness. You can pay less. He will share with you so that you do not have to suffer the consequences for choosing to radically heal yourselves. And if you choose to face your shadow, and the self-immolation that comes with it, then maybe, just maybe, you will create a better life for yourselves. Yes, and that is quite a setup. And quite frankly, I've never, I've, I've interviewed all sorts of people that would do the, the gamut of psychology and business, not off the gamut, but, but very diverse and, and myriad. And I've never had a guest like Craig on the podcast so it's uh, it's very awesome <laughs> and, and i'm re- i mean i mean that truly because first, first of all both punk rockers right and that was one of the things that attracted me to him i mean, I mean as a matter of fact i saw that he was a punk rocker on facebook and then i saw that he was into psychology and which of course i am so those two things you know i really immediately attracted to him but the more i got to learn about him i was like wow holy smokes but he is incredible person and he has such a story to tell, and and, and people there are there are and it's it's pretty radical, quite frankly. And there, are, I'm sure there are going to be a number of people who relate to it. And that's a, another reason why I have him on is because he's going to get into some gritty and, and not necessarily graphic, but really maybe maybe disturbing, maybe not, maybe that's the appropriate word. But he's gonna he's gonna be he's gonna let you know the real deal, you know. And uh, this is this is not gonna be a, a this is a PG podcast, not because it's gonna be graphic, but it's gonna be it's very gritty. He's gonna get really real about the terrible suffering that occurs out there and how he faced himself and began his healing process and continues to heal. And so we're gonna talk about uh, the book that he published, how it can help others, and. A number of other things, but I wanted to say, uh, you know, 95% of my audience listens to the podcast and 5% watches on YouTube. Uh, Craig is, is, is his video is not coming through, so you can only see me on YouTube. And the reason why that that is is that he's not he's not in the United States. Craig, can I say where you are? I'm in Mexico. He's in Mexico. He's in like rural Mexico. Not like he is. And he has a, his connectivity is not so great. So we shut off his video to have a better connection. So I, I don't get to see him. He's a good looking guy, actually. Uh, and I say that very heterosexually relaxed, Craig. Uh, and uh, oh, I am relaxed more than you know. <laughs> but uh, so it's just me on the YouTube, but that's fine. And, and uh, we adapt and um, and, he, and we're going to get into this uh, to why I why I laughed about that. But after I tell you uh, the the quick biography of Craig Lewis. And Craig Lewis is a human being, unlike myself, uh, who learned the hard way, the difference between being alive and truly living. Craig believes that if you do the personal work that you need to, whatever that work may be, 
you will experience improvements. Hallelujah, man. Having lived in Mexico now for nearly three years, Craig is successfully making progress in experiencing greater degrees of inner peace. He recently published both, quote, The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. And I love that. I was gonna, that was the title I was going to go with the podcast because that's actually in your email, Surviving the Impossible, which I love. But that's the name of his book, which is The Craig Lewis Guide to Surviving the Impossible. And also, You're Crazy. Volume two. So the title of the other book is You're Crazy, Volume Two. And he finds happiness in growing roses, loving cats. I love that. And doing whatever he wants. Overall, we're going to be talking about some really cool stuff. With all that out of the way, welcome to Craig Gregorio, as they say in Mexico, Lewis. Hello, my friend. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, you're correct. I'm a little bit different than a, than a lot of other people. And I just have to own that my inner maniac also is my outer life. So nice to meet you. Thanks for having me. And I'm ready to go with you and do this awesome journey. And uh, I thank you from my heart for including me on your podcast and your community. You're quite welcome. And, uh, and that's going to be a perfect segue uh, to my first question. Uh, which which Craig suggested I make because I wouldn't have I wouldn't ask this ordinarily, uh, but I think it's very pertinent. Uh, you know, by the way, Craig and I have been speaking for months about this interview, months, perhaps half a year, uh, perhaps. And 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 uh, so that leads me to my first question: Is Craig, why are you so friggin' difficult? And see, you it's not like I I didn't know exactly what question you were about to ask when you started giving your, your opening to how you're going to ask this question, because, <laughs> because the, 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 the truth is, is that everyone knows me in a certain way. Yeah. And they all know me in the, in the way that I'm difficult. Yeah. And why am I difficult? It's just because certain things happen to me right. throughout my life that just, destroyed me right and then i i fought like tooth and nail to dig myself up from a a prison uh, of a pit right and then i got there and then everything was taken and i collapsed and i had to do it again but without help and so i became a little bit fucked up and uh very much like focused on my survival and most people don't understand what that means especially in the context of the the severity of traumas that I experienced as a young person and my lack of protection from those vulnerabilities even as a grown adult in this in the here and now and that's kind of like I'm the, I'm the result or I'm the culmination of fighting through everything to get to where I'm at today which brings me to people like you who recognize that something really powerful is occurring, but a lot of people don't have the patience or the stamina or the, or the willingness to uh, get through my vetting process. Because if you don't get through the vetting process at the get go, you sure as ain't, you sure as fuck ain't going to be with, with me as I continue up uh, the ladder to success and uh, doing awesome things in the world. So you've already passed the test, Tony. Uh, and so that is the answer to everybody as to why I am so freaking difficult. And so 
Uh, that's it. That's my story. That's why that's I'm great. difficult. That's for awesome. a reason. And, and you know, again, you know, you know, I'm not repeating Gosh. myself. I'm just complimenting. I, you know, what I said initially is I think that a lot more people relate to you than might be expected because the truth is that a lot of people, young people, children, uh, and even all younger people, but you know, what happens to, to us in our formulative, formulative years is the most influential on a, on a child as they grow to into adulthood. And there's a lot of trauma and terrible stuff, crimes, uh, that is, you know, there's very not, is very ugly to even talk about, even think about. And, and those things are very consequential. Uh, and Craig has addressed them in a public way, in a healing way, uh, and put it out there so that other people can learn from him or be helped by him. And that is awesome, my man. That is awesome because that shit goes on way too much than it should. And people need help, man. And you're helping people by saying what happened to you. And, you know, not in a whiny crybaby way, but in a way that is honest about your pain and your hurt, man. And, uh, and the, the terrible things that you dealt with. Uh, and people who relate to this, and I, I bet there's a lot more than people realize they could benefit from what you, from your message and from your, you know, I'm not, not your tips and techniques, but your message and your basic attitude and, and what you've got to say. And so I'm very glad that you're exactly where you are, my friend, and that we've connected and, and we're talking about it. Thank you, my brother. I, uh, first, I want to say that I love crazy people and uh, <laughs> we're the best people on earth. And everyone else is pretty much a waste of time. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm so glad that we've all, uh, if you're listening to this, then you've, you've as, as up till now, you've survived the pandemic. And uh, if you relate with what me and Tony are talking about, then uh, you are already part of the, the six, you know, I don't know, half a billion people who uh, had already survived the 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 what well, the world became this global mental hospital people like myself and perhaps tony were already the survivors of that so that's why we can thrive in these moments and talk about these things and have these conversations and why people will listen you know i've i've been called many things throughout my life and i think i'm a little older than you i'm 56 undoubtedly crazy has been the most common term applied to me and you know, and I'm, you know, I got into recovery. I that was the most pivotal thing in my life. I'm sober a very long time now, but that and that that then my personal development really began to take traction. I started walking the walk as opposed to talking the talk. So I'm all about personal development. But uh, I still, you know, I do things, and I'm still I'm still me, but I'm the better me. I'm always striving to be the better me, the better version. And uh, and the, now I consider myself you know, like, uh, well, I'm more and more functional. And that's a primary thing I did when I was a life coach, personal development coach. I help people go from dysfunctional to functional, help them achieve goals. But I, I'm what, what you would call, if you would, a good crazy, where I do things my own way, uh, but I, you know, I don't hurt people. And I consider bad crazy is the same. You do things your own way, you have your own view, but you are harmful. So that's a distinction I make. So I think we're both, we're probably in the same tribe of good crazy. 
Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I've I've often talked about how good crazy is awesome, and how how anyone who is so like deluded to think there's anything wrong with me that's not like deeply good is actually freaking crazy. But they're not good crazy. They're bad crazy. They should go far away from me, like I got far away from them with their craziness. <laughs> Rigging apex. Let's let's get into the first thing I mentioned about the title that I was going to use, uh, and is that it was one of your titles. You know, not the title that we went with the former one about you know how, you know how uh, you can uh, you know help people pay less of a severe price for happiness. Uh, but let's start off with talking about how surviving the impossible. <laughs> how, how, what do you mean by surviving the impossible? Well, I'm 47 years old. When I was 14, my parents manipulated a psychiatrist to give me a diagnosis of schizophrenia, for which he knew I did not have. And then I spent 28 years taking approximately 80,000 psychiatric pills that I swallowed uh, until I was 41 years old for a series of mental health conditions that I never had, yet I became quite sick due to the ingestion of 80,000 psychiatric drugs for a condition I never had. And thankfully in 2013, I was able yeah, to the average my, person, Craig, uh, Craig, the average person only takes 40,000. You've doubled that. I'm kidding. Go on. Well, you know, that, that, uh, I mean, I, I just made, perhaps, you know, one, one of the things, excuse me, one of the things that it's like my, I have a proclivity for is making light because of the helping talk about especially heavy subjects. And this is obviously a very heavy subject. So I, I when I, when I make a little joke, it's not out of disrespect. It's just my way to lighten it so that it's more bearable and accessible by people and they don't get, you know, bogged down by the heaviness of it. So I mean, absolutely no you, disrespect you, when I say that. You talk like a punk rocker <laughs> when we all would hang out when we were younger and yeah. doing whatever we were doing, and people just spoke up. So yeah. I actually didn't think twice. I just, I'm in my little zone. Okay, yeah. very good. Please continue. Uh, 80,000 uh, psychotropic drugs. Yeah. And uh, in 2013, while I was a employee of the Department of Mental Health after working in mental health for years as a certified peer specialist in Massachusetts. And uh, I obtained my childhood uh, medical records. I was, I was working as a trainer of uh, Department of Mental Health staff as a vetted counselor, uh, vetted uh, CEU trainer. And uh, I obtained my medical records and it's basically said in a nutshell that uh, my then employer also, uh, when I was their ward and I was a child, had a, a filing cabinet full of documents that stated that when I was a child and their care, uh, that I was uh, fraudulently given a diagnosis of schizophrenia. And then, well, at that point, 26 years later, I had in my hands the evidence that said everything that ever happened to me since I was a kid was locked away in a filing cabinet in a building I had an office in. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty fucked up, as you can imagine. And thank the heavens, by 2015, with the uh, the evidence in my hand and 
some um, very ethical psychiatrists, if you can believe that they exist, uh, they found me and they insisted that if I had stopped taking the pills, that I would not ever have a chance of getting better, which I know is a completely insane thing for most people to hear because we hear the opposite and nothing but the opposite. Well, there's a reason why I don't publicly disclose the names of those doctors because I don't want them to have a hard time because they saved my life. With that said, in 2015, May 1st, I took the last pill, and ever since then, I've been on this insane journey, which actually is a journey for sanity, which is what I'm slowly achieving, yeah. to get better. And if you can imagine every effed up thing that could happen in 28 years to a person who's been made sick, forced to live in a sick person's body, forced to be known as a sick person, self-identifying as a sick person, who does the work to get better, then gets off the drugs while already working as a mental health worker and having success having published a book that to this point in time was uh, 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 my prior book called uh, Better Days, a mental health recovery workbook that to this point in time has sold 10,000 copies. And then to have your whole world collapse again, once you get off these psychiatric drugs, because you told the world that you got better. And then a whole sort of, uh, um, I guess, converging of horrible things happen because nobody wants the kid who for 28 years was taking the pills that psychiatry and big pharma said, oh, you need to take, whose family said you need to take. Everyone believed this whole crazy thing was happening because that's what it looked like because that's what it was. All right, you know, so then all of a sudden, to, Craig, just went, real quick, real, real quick, just to all of a sudden have to then have everything change. It was intolerable for the world, for the people on the right, for the people on the left, for my friends, so for that, people who didn't like me. That was part of everybody. Your, that was part everybody. of your impossibility. Is, is this, that was is, it was impossible yeah dude yes impossible because because what you, happened you then such, was such a everything it was such a conundrum for you i mean you were just like you know you were screwed every way you turned yeah i was screwed in every way i turned from everyone nobody wanted anything to do with a miracle a miracle that was proven via their own documents all right we know we're gonna, I, th th this is such yeah, a yeah, yeah. topic i want to stop yeah, for yeah, a commercial yeah, yeah. break because we're going to be getting into this stuff brother uh, and, I, right. and i'm sure the audience if they can relate to this stuff at all is riveted because this is quite a story all right so let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back with craig lewis in surviving the impossible this episode of self-help coaching is brought to you by proficio when people learn something they want to use it so it has real value. And the best teacher is experienced. Visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where Proficio will have you taking action with what you're learning immediately. You'll be closer to your goals before you even realize it. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza, and I'm here speaking with Craig Lewis. We're talking about surviving the impossible. I just interrupted him in the middle of his story of surviving the impossible. He's talking about afterwards when he stopped taking the drugs. Well, you know, let me let me ask the, the, the first question about this, you know, and maybe you can you can start, you continue with your momentum, but right off the bat, what happened when, you stopped, when you stopped taking psychiatric drugs after 28 years Craig. what happened physically yeah. what happened 
what happened physically, what happened mentally, what yes. happened socially. Yep. All yeah. happened in all different ways. Yeah. Well, I uh, let's start by saying this. For the first time in years, mosquitoes bit me. <laughs> That's great. So, so, you, so, you, so you were regretful. Yeah. You regretted. You went back to them because of the mosquitoes. <laughs> that is wild. Well, that is wild. Well, if mosquitoes didn't want to land in me and suck my blood. That's incredible. For years. Yeah, you were so polluted. How, how, I was so toxic in my blood, polluted, correct, that you can appreciate that it was then that I realized that people didn't want to know me properly or get too close to me because I repelled them yeah. by what was in my blood. Mm -hmm. Because if mosquitoes knew to not land on me because my blood would be bad for them, this, what this, the fuck the, the was going on with human beings? The mosquitoes were smarter than the psychiatrists. Oh, I mean, psychiatrists <laughs> are very smart at making money. Yeah, right. I mean, right. Yeah, you yeah. know, quite, quite frankly, you know, you know, I mentioned I'm in sobriety. I'm basically an anti-drug person, but, you know, there's a time and place for it. For me, it's sort of a last resort. It doesn't necessarily have to be a last resort. I'll give you an example. My girlfriend, she takes a whole bunch of prescription drugs. I take no drugs whatsoever, you know, unless it's a last resort. And I'm not going to, you know, you know, I'll take an aspirin if a headache doesn't go away after a little while. But basically, I don't, I don't like to put anything into my system that I don't have to. But, you know, they, they have their, their purpose, their benefits, and they, they can even be miraculous. But, you know, but we are in a severely over-medicated, over-prescribed society. Uh, and you are, I mean, the epitome of it. Uh, and now you went against all the medical advice, you know, and you said, that's it. These drugs have been the destruction of me. They haven't been the savior of me. But now you've had to deal with all these issues, both that, that were there before the drugs and there, and there as a result of the drugs. What's going on, man? Oh, you know, um, I'm okay. I'm sitting right now on my terrace fighting off my neighbor's cat because she insists on invading my house and eating my cat's food. It's a constant battle. Craig and I are both I'm, cat lovers. Oh, I'm a cat lover. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm sitting on my terrace. There's some birds flying by. Uh, I'm looking at mountains. Okay, what is right. today? February. That's great. I mean, I February. love that present that present description, but I'm talking about, you know, you know, you had a horrendous situation and you start and you were basically numb from reality because of the drugs. But then when you yeah. came off off that that numbness, you clean you clean your you, you know, you stop poisoning yourself with them, then you had to deal with the reality, but with greater consequences. That's what I'm talking about now. So what, oh, yeah, what, yeah. What's, that, oh, what's that about? Yeah. Oh, I learned to live in the moment. That's what I'm talking about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, no, no, you're, you're, you're right. You're right, though. Let's just get this done here. Right. Uh, what happened was uh, the world did not know how to handle a Craig who was not able to be uh, identified as sick if there was an issue. I know that might sound so like, like, a, like a petty thing to say, right? So trivial, right? Why would you say such a weird thing? But... For my entire life, the answer to everything that went wrong 
was Craig's not healthy. And then the world and my world, the people surrounding my world, had to contend with the reality that all of a sudden, every single thing you know about this guy, every interaction you had with him, everything you know about him, and everyone you know who knows him has been, uh, was experienced under uh, conditions that in no way allowed for a healthy connection or relationship, which then results in a, a, a just a, a uh, an interruption in all sorts of relatively good connections because nobody knows what to do when uh, you say what you experienced when you are me. When you say that these insane things happened that are against everything that the system says is supposed to happen, that they say everything is everything is is not supposed to happen this way. When you know men's mental health. Why don't men ask for help, right? When they say, here's what we should do for suicide prevention. I'm like, yo, I'm right here. Like, this is what it, like everything was about mental illness. And nobody wanted to hear about somebody getting better after a lifetime of everyone who's a professional being wrong. You know, it, is- as documented in their own handwriting at the very beginning. Meaning every single person who had the whole experience was part of that. That results in a, a life collapse. And that is exactly what happened. A life collapse. So I mean what 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 point was that collapse? Was it was that was it right after you stopped taking the drugs? Or and what was ah, the, see. And what and what was she, the effect of that collapse as opposed she, to you know continuing with the drugs? To, Two, two pivotal things happened. One, I, um, I went to Europe in the, uh, the autumn of 2015 to present my work for the first time. Yeah. And in Riga, Latvia, after I presented at the first conference I ever presented in Europe, which is called the European Conference on Mental Health, those people organized it went on to be massively important people in my life i'm alive today in part thanks to them i remember speaking to you about that last year and you were very well received there yeah thank you they're they're my they're my they're my homies they're also uh punk rockers from back in the day so we have that too um but after the conference in riga latvia in 2015 the woman who was with me at the time because as i said previously mosquitoes uh started biting me just like people if you will uh, all of a sudden i didn't know how to deal with anything and so i had a partner with me on this crazy trip to europe and uh we went into a sauna and in that sauna uh my body poisoned itself what by by releasing compounded neurotoxins from my fat cells and i i basically had a brain injury Wow. while naked in a sauna in Riga, Latvia, six months after I stopped taking the medication. Wow. That's part one of the pivotal moments. Part two, excuse me, there's a cat fight right next to me, but I'm not going to get up. And, <laughs> and look who just jumped on my lap. Craig, you yeah. can see my favorite cat, Lucius. I can't see, but I will now look. There's Lucius. Yeah, Louis. And, uh, Louis, my boy, and, my prince. 
This cat to my left is named Gatita Namero Dos, and this <laughs> other cat is the neighbor's cat, and they're just fighting for no reason. Um, the second pivotal thing that happened is during the time period when I was finally getting off medication, I was working at a, as a mental health worker, and a coworker of mine, but just mind you, I had worked for 10 years as a mental health worker, so I took my work very seriously. I was good at what I did. But I you already were, published you a book. I'm, I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure. No, I'm a, I was a peer specialist. Like I'm a street kid. You know, okay. I just fucking I fought my way up through the street to get any sort of anything. A peer specialist. And what precisely is a peer specialist? Ah, it's a it's a it's a person who has lived experience with mental health experience, trauma, or addiction. You know. Right. Right. All, they're all, I was a big part of this community. I wrote a book called The Better Days Mental Health Recovery Workbook. The letters after my name on the front cover say CPS. That means Certified Peer Specialist. And throughout my whole journey of attempting to get better in, in the mid-2000s when I first started going to therapy and getting some help, uh, I found out about a program to train me to become a, a professional mental health worker, which is this thing called a Certified Peer Specialist. And uh, it basically meant I would work as a mental health worker with the same responsibilities as I did as a as a social worker or, or or whatever you know as far as doing right by the people you're paid to help right and uh, uh, ultimately in 2015 I, I was an eyewitness to a colleague of mine doing things that he shouldn't be doing to the people that were in our care and I by law was required to report it and so I did and uh, so this is the pivotal thing number two. That yes. first I was extremely vulnerable after, after a lifetime of not being on, of uh, being drugged and all of a sudden being in the world right. and, uh, and having problems with my ability to cope with stuff because it was everything. And then I had this, of course, I went to a sauna, which really fried me. And I, I'll speak about that in a second. But the se second pivotal issue was that uh, I, I reported to who? To the Department of Mental Health. Who's the Department of Mental Health? The same people who I just obtained my medical documents from two years earlier that said the whole entire time I was working for them. And as a child in all these years, I was taking drugs for a condition that they documented themselves in their building and their filing habits that I never had. So you can appreciate that when I made my report, well, ain't nothing happened. <laughs> didn't matter what I witnessed. Didn't matter that I was doing my job as a professional. Awful, I was, I was, uh, I guess I don't want to say decapitated because I'm talking to you right now. I don't, I don't want to say my my feet were my were, were, were cut off because I can walk. But on the inside, when I realized that I was basically being faced with the same thing twice, except the first time I was a victim and the second time I was being victimized for doing my, like for getting to that point in time to say, no, I have a power now. to say, we can't do these things to people. So they got me, dude. That happened. To, right after I stopped taking the psych drugs. So my life collapsed and people are angry at me. There were people angry at me for telling the truth. There were people angry at me for getting better, getting off of psych drugs. My family's angry at me. They gave me an ultimatum. They said, hey, if you don't hey, stop you, talking about what you, happened to you, you, you as a you child. Have, you have that, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to call it bad luck because that's not a good word. No, I don't believe in luck, dude. Yeah, no such thing as bad luck. I, I totally concur. But you have had a, a really difficult life and you know and and for things to go your way you you must really be grateful for it because they haven't so often uh and um 
that's really awesome, man, that they are now. But man, you you know, you've had it, you've had it rough. You know, I don't say that. Yeah. I don't say that to overly sympathize with you, but just to, you know, convey my view. Uh, and, yeah. and, you know, I don't, I don't have sympathy for you. I have empathy for you. Good. Uh, I don't want your sympathy. Well, empathy, again, they're good. You. So we're good. <laughs> good. We'll, we'll go good then. Well, fuck you then. We'll just move on. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Yeah. You know, that's a, I'm not great though. Let, let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor and we'll be right back okay. right. <laughs> with Craig Lewis. Great stuff. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Proficio. What is the key to wealth? It's not just making money. It's not wasting it, avoiding debt and costly mistakes. To get the wealth mindset, visit www.proficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can start acting like a millionaire instead of just dreaming to be one. Well, listening to the self-help coaching podcast with me your host tony petroza having an excellent conversation with craig lewis and we're talking about surviving <coughs> impossible and we're talking about him just the last thing we touched about is him witnessing a crime and then reporting it and and he was faced consequences from reporting it not only nothing happening but now he's dealing with the consequences uh he's, he's dealing with uh with uh, no justice and being a you know a kind of whistleblower and uh now he's uh, in a rock between a rock and a hard place uh so he's really it's rough it's rough man and you know he's already he's striving to to personally develop because of he's coming out of this this drugged life uh and he's and it's been a while how long how the what how long have you been off the drugs at this point it's going to be seven seven years I mean, not not this years. point, but in this point in the story about you know when you would reported what you saw. <laughs> Dude, oh, same fucking time. Okay. Oh, come on, man, come on. They, they, oh yeah, I was, I was the weakest and most vulnerable I've ever been in my oh entire my life. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, uh, and I could, I, I, I watched like I listened to your your interview last week with uh, Joan of Angels, right? Oh, she's great. So she sees out. Yeah, so I watched. I watched my own life burn down, dude. I swear to God. Like yeah. I, I'm like, I'm like, I watched my life catch on fire, and I'm like, I'm outside of the fire with with everyone looking at it. With like, they're like, oh, that house is on fire. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, stop standing around. Like that's my house. Yeah, like, yeah but look at the flames. I'm like, no, nah, no, like that, like, right. like, come on, like, right. like, don't just stand around and look at it. Grab the fire extinguisher. Like what the fuck? Everyone's like, oh, look, it's so, it, the blaze is so, it's just so hot. I'm so mesmerized by the fire. And that was what happened, dude. Yeah. That's like, that's what happened. And uh, I watched my own life burn to the ground being like, hey, what the fuck? Where's all my people? Like, oh, and like, I, I just explained like before the break, before our commercial break, thanks to our sponsors, that, <laughs> that, that, that's what happened. Like, I was like, everything just went away. Like, so, so Everything. I mean, I mean, I, I, at the risk of being sounding like a cliche, you had nowhere to go but up, which is not even true. You can go, you could still went deeper, but uh, you know, you were at this point in your life where it was just, you know, really horrendous. Uh, and what did you say to yourself? I, I mean, I, I had, I know, I know, I have an idea what happened, but you know, we got to talk so that the audience could understand what happened and what you did. Well, 
You know, I, I was introduced to spirituality and during this time period, because before that I was just, I didn't believe anything. And then I, I was this raw person who was vulnerable and I had to learn how to protect myself from things that I didn't even know existed because I was drugged for so long. I had no idea. So I attracted uh, like EVIL. I attracted like people who were, who were dangerous and predatory because I was a grown man who was increasingly looking good, who was increasingly like obviously smart, creative, had tons of things going from very unusual. And so I attracted them by the truckloads. And so I had to face that, you know what I'm saying? I had to face all that evil without being protected. And so when you just said a minute ago, you have neither nowhere to go but up. I could have gone even worse down. Right. I actually went up. I went up. And what, you want to hear what I did to actually yes. specifically? Yes. All right. Hey, you know that that um, comedian, uh, also like game show host named Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. So this guy's funny. Like, I, I, I heard he has some sort of thing happening. I don't know. But what I do know is that he's funny, right? But um, he's actually really smart about spirituality. Like, I don't care about his comedy. I care about what he talks about when he talks about spirituality. And so somebody had sent me this, this link, a YouTube link, of him during an outtake of, what is it, the Family Feud? I guess it was, right? Family Feud, right? Yeah. Whatever it was. I don't know the shit. Something like yeah. that. And, and he does this outtake and he says something like, sometimes when like everything's going, I'm paraphrasing, excuse me, like everything's fucked up and going wrong, you just have to jump. It was specifically talking about like taking a leap of faith. Right. You have to jump. And I was like, well, I mean, everyone freaking hates me. My family doesn't want to talk to me. No one will hire me because they think I'm some sort of whatever. I don't know. You think they come, all this shit, like my friends, like nobody wants me. Nobody wants me. Like, no one's going to hire me. I'm like, done. I'm fucking done. There's nothing for me here. And then by the time I was like, you know, people trying to get me fired from other jobs, people went after my shit, went after my work. It's crazy what people do when they don't like you, man. People are crazy in this world tonight. I don't want to be bad crazy. I don't like that. I want to do good things. You know, people didn't, I don't know. But but I, I said, well, I have to jump. I'm going to do what he says. I'm going to do this because, I mean, he has a story, right? He just took a leap of faith. I was like, oh, well, I believe. Like, doesn't have to be religious, right? I can see the word God. I can just talk about the universe. Like, like the reason why we're alive. To call it, to, to, to nominate it some sort of, like, like give it some sort of religious, spirituality, believe, do something. So I said, okay, I'm going to jump. And I found out that I was going to lose my home, lose my cat, and lose my everything. Or go into a homeless shelter in the middle of the winter in Salem, Massachusetts, I said, fuck no. I ain't burning to the ground here. I am jumping. So I bought a one-way ticket, and I went up, just like you said at the beginning of this uh, question. I went up into the sky with a backpack and a suitcase, and I landed in Paris, France, and I went directly to the place of the person who I was staying at their place, and then three days later, I was living with a, a partner. And then a month later, I was living in a squat with a bunch of African men who came across the Mediterranean and rafts to find a better life, squatting in an abandoned building. And I spent an entire year, more or less, throughout Europe trying to find my way. So that's what I did when I decided I could either let myself choose the path of darkness or I could go up. And I, so I took that leap of faith, 
just like Steve Harvey said. Sometimes you just have to jump, and that's what I did. And I jumped, and I landed in Europe. And uh, that was a hell of a jump, man. That's three thousand miles over the ocean. (laughs) Yeah, that's great, man. And I went to I went to nearly every country in Europe. I mean, I I I either went to them. Yeah, I spoke. You were doing the hostel thing. I mean, what did you do? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, sometimes. Like hostel means you have money, right? Like, listen. Oh, you're more the squats. <laughs> I did whatever I had to do. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, now, just just to clarify this, because I know that I know what the next question is, because I, I I sent them to you, so I'm just gonna like kind of set you oh, up. Oh yeah, for it, right? jokes on you. Yeah, I mixed up the order. <laughs> yeah. So so uh, you know the next question. I know what it is. So. You know, before I ended up where I am today, um, I went through this year-long process of not knowing what I was going to do, where I was going to go, knowing I wasn't safe back home because people were angry at me. Like, I got angry at everybody who didn't do right by me because I was like, don't you understand? Like, I've been victimized. Like, I know I went crazy. I'm begging for money. I'm begging for help. I'm saying, yes, crazy things. Well, I wasn't talking trash. I was telling the truth. I said the truth about what happened to me. I'm sorry I went so extreme. But what the fuck? I was desperate. And so, you know what I'm saying? I spent a year with nothing trying to find my way, knowing I could not go back, thinking I had to find a new way to live. So I spent a year traveling around the world. And in Europe, I went to 30 different countries and I presented workshops or presentations like in punk rock squats or in cafes or getting paid, you know, 600 bucks a a three hour workshop training mental health workers like I did 15 times in the Netherlands or four times in Ireland, you know, or in Sweden or in Denmark or in France or in Belgium. The list goes on. You know what I'm saying? That's what I did while I was homeless in Europe, trying to find my way. I mean, so yeah, sometimes so, I said, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, were, you were on a tour. People, you, people were recognizing your merit, your value, and what you had to offer. Yeah. So it's awesome. Uh, and, yeah. and it says so much about you. But what I, I want to get into some of the grittiness, though, you know, and some of the, not the techniques, but, you know, you, you are, you're basically transforming yourself. So, I mean, you mentioned spirituality. Well, let me, let me ask, what does spirituality mean to you, a person that has your background and what you went through? What does it mean to you? Because you, you could have easily thought that God had cursed you, right? Uh, and so what, you know, did you think that? Well, I mean, you have to believe that things like that exist, like the C-U-R-S-E. Yeah. Uh, so if you, you know, I don't want to go there okay. because, you don't even go there. You know, no, no. I mean, we can have the conversation, right? Like, yeah, we'll have that conversation. But like, I don't, I don't entertain. I know you're just like, you're building up the question, right? But I don't entertain that those things even happen because well, I, I can't spend any time on that. Like, no, no, no. Maybe, it, yeah, yeah. But I, like, I mean that. This what, is, this yeah. is, I, I say it sincerely. So, and yeah, you yeah, I know me, you. Yeah. You gave me a great answer. Now, you don't entertain yeah. that notion. There was no curse. That's ridiculous. That's not a, maybe, maybe it's okay for some people to consider that. But for you, you don't entertain it at all. You can't afford it. You don't even think about that. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Right. So what and, is your, okay, go on. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you're you're asking me the specific question, like what does spirituality mean to me? Exactly. And uh it means that somehow for reasons that I can't explain, but but are 
uh, are inexplicable in any other way other than by describing my life as uh, purposeful and that uh, for a reason. Yes. Because because how is it? Like I I recognize the 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 the, the immense uh, uh, complexity of what I am and what what how I became and what had to happen. And I understand that the world can't really handle that. Uh, you know, I understand that a lot of people don't know what to deal with, what to do with someone who's just like, yep, like over it, like no thanks with your bullshit. Like I'm different, and I'm different for a reason. And 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 my spirituality is knowing that only a person who has been somehow like pre, I guess destined, if you will, to to. I don't want to sound like a crazy person. Like, well, I mean, listen to me right now, right? Well, don't, like, don't start like, now, like, Craig. <laughs> right, excuse me, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you know, it's, 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 no, I'm actually saying it less tongue in cheek. People like, because that's what people, yeah. So, yeah, like, what other explanation yeah. can there be? Yeah, totally. Man. There's no other explanation. I don't have to attribute it to a, to a specific God, because what is God? God, like what God, God existed before religion. Like people, people God, sat God, exists, and God and, exists despite religion. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and religion. What is religion? It's a, it's a set of beliefs. Intentionally created set of beliefs, but are actually laws because if people don't have laws, they thought they wouldn't be able to handle themselves. So, like, like this God is whatever you want it to be, and spirituality is for me and i hope for many others is is knowing that you exist for a reason and that at any point in time if you choose to you can stop whatever madness is happening by choosing to 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 to, to do better that that we actually are so connected to the source of where we all come from that everything that happens to us is forcing us to get to that point to to become the revolution we were we were born to be but you cannot be that revolution if you don't go through the battle to for that fight you know for that victory so that is what spirituality is it's actually that's what we all experience but most of us don't don't recognize that the challenges that we're being faced with are 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 shown to us so we can ascend to who we were born to be and i am one person perhaps not everyone is like me and i think that's true and that's okay who already knows why he is here today. I know why all those things happened to me. And and they made me who I am. And I'm not going to have any regrets about it. But whatever decisions I made to get here, I'm going to be grateful that I'm here right now. And if I die tomorrow, so fucking what? Because that's why when you asked me a minute ago, like, where you at? I said, well, I'm enjoying my time. Right. I'm out in my terrace. Yeah. Like, I can see the mountains. <laughs> you know, the birds so, are flying. But that's point, what I'm talking about. And I, yeah. I, your point's well taken. But, you know, I totally concur. You know, and lately, the last few years, I've really come to believe more, 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 more all the time that everything happens for a reason uh, and a good reason. I didn't believe that before. I believed there was too much chaos. But now I'm seeing a, a bigger picture. And, and a primary reason why is because I'm studying, I'm a Stoic. I'm studying Stoicism. And, um, See. and it's that, you know, it talks about providence, that everything was supposed to happen for you to get to the next better place. And I really believe that now because of a series of events that I experienced and you have just 
told how you you've come to the same conclusion and and that's wild and i also you know talk about spirit spirituality for me the essence of spirituality is forgiveness and if that's not the essence of spirituality for you then i would be shocked because you you what you've been through you you have to be an extremely forgiving person <laughs> uh you know in order to do well because you know obviously grudges and resentments are yokes around your own neck so uh I have no doubt of that, but uh, you you started a, a new topic here, and I want to stop for a commercial break, uh, and then we're going to get right into it. You mentioned the word revolution, and we're going to get into that next, right after we come back with this word from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perfizio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you, that knew and cared for you deeply? That whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where you can start a program that will always suit you, considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. Listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with me, your host, Tony Petroza. We're talking to Craig Gregorio Lewis. I want to get both names in there. So he's he's found more easily. And we're having an incredible conversation about two punk rock, between two punk rock, spiritual, psychological guys, you know, mashing it up. It's, I, I think this is a riveting conversation. I mean, he's just, it's almost, I'm not going to say stream of consciousness because you know, I wanted to get in some gritty stuff, but there's been no need for that because the, 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 you know, the tapestry that Craig has been weaving is as beautiful as it is. I might try to get in some thing, you know, some guidance because I have a structure, but he really hasn't needed it from me because it, the, 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 the discourse has been so organic and I really love it. Really, you've been a great interview subject, Craig. I really appreciate it. But let's, let's get to my next question. What does personal revolution mean to you page 40 from the craig lewis guide to surviving the impossible this passage is called revolution comes from within i am sir pardon me let's take two revolution comes from within paris france 1059 a 10.59 a.m., March 2018. I am surrounded by survivors from a dozen nations. Everyone is wonderful here, truly. This building is home to two dozen broken hearts, all of whom have chosen to live. A young man who has recently witnessed ultimate horrors said to me, we're all brothers here. He and his brother offered me space to join them, sleeping on a queen-sized mattress, and I did. People who have experienced their world being demolished understand the world in ways that not all do. It is not hard to feel the energy of liberty in this revolutionary space. Two dozen broken hearts, united by something there are no words to describe, ain't just c'est bon, c'est magnifique. Paris, France, 11.20 a.m., March 2018, you are this revolutionary space. You must be your revolution. It must come from within. Any human who chooses to be this revolution becomes their dreams. 
It is the power created when your old life collides with your new life. Are you facing your end or do you know you are facing your beginning? There was a magical space that exists between these two realities. For a beginning to exist, there must be an end. The questions of why are we alive, why are we here, and why do we exist are found in the space between the beginning and the end. Perhaps most are afraid of tasting something often deemed forbidden. Perhaps. Wow. That's fantastic, man. So the revolution is all from within. Yes. Yep, I totally relate to that, man. And and I, I am a revolutionary. <laughs> I you know, and I without getting political, a friend of mine asked me, oh, you know, about this political thing or not. I go, bro, haven't you realized by now I'm a revolutionary? <laughs> I mean, and I mean that without and within, man. I am interested in personal revolution, I'm interested in societal revolution because you know, there is so many, so much room for improvement in both those areas. Uh, and no one's going to make it happen, you know, but you, if it's to be, it's up to me. That's the saying, man. And, I, and I, I'm at it, man. And so are you, bro. I love it. If we all work together to make the world a better place for everybody, then the world becomes a better place for everybody. Absolutely. Totally. Totally, man. And, you know, it's a funny thing about, personal development i'm all about that as i said you know self-help self-improvement you know I, I alluded to earlier when i first got into sobriety that my true personal development began then but that's you know when it comes to every person and personal development self-improvement they all have to start wherever they are whether you've been on you know uh taking eighty thousand pills of psychotropic drugs for years and you decide you want to you know change or you're still on those drugs, or you're, you're a heroin addict living on the streets of Paris, or wherever you are, whatever's going on, in, in, the moment is always now. And, and whatever personal development that you want, it's completely subjective, but what you want and need. So you, you, but it's there for every person, and that's just to become their better selves. You know, when I created my virtual coaching program, which is going to be a, it's going to revolutionary program it's going to revolutionize the world it's going to make self-help actually work instead of quitting and being distracted like what happens 99 percent of the time I, I have great hopes for it but when it comes to issues that you've been addressing here about you know serious serious uphill battles you know uh and or even uh dysfunction you know, and not dealing with, you know, not working with a therapist or a life coach one-on-one, -on -one, but doing it, uh, you know, maybe using a book, a, a, you know, personal development book, like you have several, uh, several published, uh, or you take a course, you know, how much help can a person get from that, uh, as opposed to, you know, working with an, a, a live actual person? What do you, what do you think? Well, let me answer that question with a question, if I may. Uh, I think you may. Pay, <laughs> I'm fun. Uh, page 41 <laughs> of the Craig Lewis Guide to Surrounding the Impossible. Uh, this question is number three uh, from the Revolution Comes from Within Worksheet. Uh, so, Tony, just so you know up front, there's no wrong answers. Whatever you say is correct. So the question is uh, number three. Uh, who were you born to be? And if you think that's a hard question... You're correct. Thankfully, that doesn't matter 
So, who were you born to be? Absolutely. Totally. Totally, man. We, we have all the answers. We just got to ask the questions. Very often buried within, but if we ask the questions, we'll get to them. Excuse me, uh, Tony, uh, who were you born to be? Oh, I'm uh, someone who's going to change the world. Uh, I'm, someone who, yes. I'm someone who's constantly improving himself. That's, that's, that's the best answer possible because that's the truth, right? Totally. That's the truth. So for all those people out there in the world, no matter what is going on in your life, Tony knows me enough to know that uh, we've been trying to make this uh, discussion happen like live like this for a long time. And he, he knows that I, I've experienced severely fucked up things during that time period because I let him know, right? Like, yeah. I can't shut the fuck up, but then you're burning down. So, yeah, a lot of, so a lot I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Right. I know sometimes the best thing to do is shut the fuck up, and I don't really know how to do that, so I'm trying to get better at that. But what I also know is that all I can do is change myself in the moment and do what I have to do. I remember, Tony, when we were talking one of those times, I was like, oh, I don't have no money. What am I going to do? Because like, I, I can't think. I have these issues going back to my childhood about money. And then I lost all my everything. I got scared, lived homelessly. Like, I was scared. Money's fucking everything. When it comes to, like, where am I going to live? What am I going to do? How am I going to eat? You have to deal with that shit. And we were talking one night because we were planning some things. I burnt down. I was like, ah, I can't do this. You know what I ended up doing? Well, I went to the bank machine knowing I only had maybe like 100 pesos in there, like five bucks, which is nothing. I couldn't even get home. And I went ahead and I overdrafted my bank account knowing that from that point on, I would feel better. I would owe the money, you know, but I know that money would come in. So I could take that money and take care of all those immediate needs food make sure i can get to my house make sure everything was okay i'm not gonna have any issues because i have a few thousand pesos in my pocket and then soon enough i have to pay back all that money plus a fee big fucking deal that's that's like harm reduction for someone like myself so that's what i did that like last time we were talking or no i should say <laughs> two times ago when we were trying to do this when i burnt the fuck down i was like then i got better because i handle my shit awesome i love it this has been a most excellent interview, a little verbal adventure, if you will. I really, really appreciate it, Craig. Uh, you got any final remarks for our audience? Yeah. First of all, I just want to ask you, Tony, are you familiar with the band Agnostic Front? Of course. Of course. Okay, I, I, so I, even know, I even know Vinny Stigma. Well, I would like you to tell Vinny Stigma and Roger, and those amazing human beings yep. that, that I have been living with their songs in my heart <laughs> and in my ears for as long as I can remember since I was a kid, since all my whole crazy experience of living this crazy life started to get till today. And uh, I like to just say that there's no justice, there's just us. <laughs> and how, 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 awesome is it that uh here we are speaking i didn't really know about your punk rock background and i'm really glad that it comes together in such a beautiful way i know you're from new york and i'm from boston and we know that that 
sometimes could mean something, but uh, <laughs> I thank you from my heart for uh, allowing me to uh, be part of uh, your community, uh, like the healing community, the punk rock community, the like, like, like not towny like we have back in Boston, but like when you know what the fuck is up because you grew up in that hard way and you know those kind of ways and you learn your street code of how to be, which is obviously how you are because I'm the same and it's obvious. Well, it's obvious that you're like me. And so I thank you for being someone who's just got a few years on me, but we're the same era, the same generation, right? I think. And so thank you for being part of my life, thank allowing you. me in to share with you. And I haven't even told you that I have other books. Oh, we're well, going to know a little bit about I, I, it. I'll, oh. I'll set you up for that. I'll set you up for that. Oh, uh, that's great. <laughs> gonna, that's, I'm just going to. That's great stuff. Make, by the make, way, for, for those listening, uh, he, he, he cited an agnostic front song called uh, Blind Justice when he st- said a couple lines that were actually lyrics. And the following lines were, there's no justice, it's just us. Blind, uh, street blind justice screwed all of us. <laughs> and that's a great agnostic front song, which is a fantastic, very important punk band. Uh, one of the very important. New York hardcore bands. One of the, but, uh, and I know Roger as well, but not as well as I know Stigma. Uh, but uh, yeah, great stuff. And you have been an extraordinary guest. I mean that truly and sincerely uh, because of what you bring your perception and, and we all have our own perception, but your experience uh, and, and how you decided to come from such a, a place of you know victimization and become someone who's a champion of personal development uh, is just extraordinary, man. And it's so gr- gritty and awesome and so exemplary. People have so much they can learn from you. I absolutely advocate for you. I encourage it. We, we're going to get into his books right now. And I know he has a, he has a, a, a special offer too, but he has a couple of books out. We've already talk, talked about a few, but I know he has a special offer for the audience. Uh, what, what have you got, Craig? Oh, you have to give me one second to get you this information. I was just listening to your words and feeling grateful because I really needed to hear all that beauty. Thank oh, you. I, I, I like I straight up I go through such I feel like I'm burning down sometimes way more than I uh, let anyone know. And so I, it takes me a lot of time to be OK. And so thank you for giving me that beautiful love right there. Thank you. Oh, um, you yes. Mean it. So um I have a, a 15% off everything on my website. And if you, you'll see it when you wow. go there, everything. I have all That's these books, everything. Nice. I, I have books, which is, a, as we've already discussed, the Craig Lewis Guide to Survive the Impossible. I have the previous book I had, which is Better Days, a mental health recovery workbook that's available in 10 languages. And um, I have the You're Crazy Volumes 1 and 2, which are anthology books of punk rockers. Uh, from around the world, sharing of their personal lived experience of uh, surviving and recovering from living through with uh, mental health addiction and trauma. And tons of t-shirts and all sorts of other cool stuff. And you know, I live in Mexico, as I stated, as we discussed. That's how I survive. And I have ways to earn money. I have ways to live, but I'm actually trying to live better. So that's how I do it. So you can go to my website, anyone who listens to this show, and uh, at checkout, Put in the coupon code. I'm going to have it in perpetuity. Uh, friends of Tony. So capital F and friends of T capital Tony. So I think you you can figure that one out That's yourself. Great. All one word. All so, one word. 
Fantastic. I, what, what a great discount and special offer that you're, you're giving everyone. I really appreciate that. And so his website is, if, I'm, if I got this right, sanityisafulltimejob.org. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So sanityisafulltimejob.org. Go there to learn more about Craig. Go there to get some of his stuff. Get his books. I recommend you get, you get at least one book. Okay, uh, whether you're a punk rocker, whether you have a, you know, you're coming out of a hardship and you want, you're improving yourself, your personal development, your self improvement, you know you've had some serious issues and and you're reaching for more. Go to sanitiesoffulltimejob.org, put in friends of Tony, capital F, capital T, get 15% discount. Learn about Craig. You get so much to learn about. This is a guy who just would not say quit. He would not say uncle. He just he just keeps going man and despite his obstacles and uh and I tell you he's got he, listen everybody has their cross to bear every single motherfucker of us man but <laughs> some crosses are, are heavier than others this guy's had a heavy cross but he keeps going man you know and that and, and it's i'm really affected right now craig man i really appreciate it man what you're doing for yourself and for the world man so god bless you bro man that's awesome. And I say that, of course, in the most non-religious way possible. And um, you, you're the man. I really appreciate uh, you, the connection that we have and, and what you do and uh, what you offer people. So keep going, brother. And, 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 I, and I support you 100%. Thank you. Thank you for sharing from your truth in that way. When I hear people speak like you, I, I, a little bit more each day when I hear it or whenever I hear it, I get better. And I, I forget a lot about who I am. Like we already talked about why, like, how did I become right here? I am right. But I forget, I forget a lot because that's what happens when you get so hurt. Thank you for making this reminder. So, so concrete and permanent and not just for me to hear, but for others to hear, because the, the path to healing is is comes from telling your story and having having it be understood and the value being seen in it and you're you're you gave me that today and you gave me that today in a way that's gonna be be known by a lot of people who are gonna understand that and give a fuck about it and when those people connect with you and when you connect with me and when i connect with them that's that's truly how we all get a little bit better because as we've clearly stated, there's no justice. It's just us. <laughs> Very good. So go go to sanitiesoffulltimejob.org, or you can email him. Uh, should I give out your email address? Yeah, survivingtheimpossible at gmail.com. Okay, so go to the website, uh, uh, sanitiesoffulltimejob.org, or survivingtheimpossible at gmail.com. He emailed Craig. And, uh, and get in contact with him. Uh, I really advocate for what he's doing. It's great stuff. Gra Craig, uh, you know, we've been in contact. We've been cyber friends for uh, like half a year now. But now that we've had this this interview, man, I, I, man, we, we're friends now for sure. And we'll, we'll be staying in, in touch and, and growing it. I have no doubt. And I thank you very much. Much love to you, my friend. Great stuff. And I want to thank everyone for tuning in uh and uh listening and i and i totally recommend you go to uh craig's website and get something especially one of his books uh, especially on these healing books that that's where it's at and remember everyone we're all responsible for ourselves and we can all use a little help and with that 
Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Thanks again, Craig. Good night. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.